Good, good evening, friends. It's evening here where, where I'm at. Um, welcome to the podcast. This is my first podcast. I've done YouTube videos, but this is my first podcast. And what is the intention behind the podcast? Truth. Truth. Um, truth is the most important thing on earth, um, entity on earth, but it's becoming more and more rare on earth, which makes it even more valuable. And, um, so the intention behind this podcast is to, uh, insert truth. Now, Jesus says that he is the truth, the way and the life. And I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And because of that, I um, 100% take heed to his words. Now, what what is, it seems, if you, if you look at history and you look at, at scripture, if you, if you read the word of God, in full and you even reflect on history a, a good enough amount you will see there's a running pattern there's um and what we have done and you know one one of the the pressing uh, questions that i ask myself a lot is here we are at this point in human history and we've grown tremendously in technology and access to information where we are supposedly um i don't want to say we're the most educated uh, uh people in the history of humanity because we have access now to to information abundant information um because i i feel like that people in in generations before us were were way more educated because they were critical thinkers and they could build things from the mind and the heart and with the hands that man himself cannot do any longer we we rely on machines and things of this nature but what i ask myself is this is a a human a a a world now that has access to history access to the knowledge of history uh the knowledge of the the bible and and information at our fingertips why do we seem to be less wise <laughs> We're not, we haven't grown in wisdom. And we also allow history to continue to repeat itself. And so, you know, this is, it, we, we do the definition of insanity. We, we, we uh, repeat the same things thinking we're going to get a different result. Um. And so I can look at these patterns and I can look at the word of God. I can look at history, psychology and physiology, sociology. I can observe people 
And there's a lot of universal truths that we, that we have. And we can build constructs, social constructs and, and things like this. Um, but nothing can be built on a lie. And life comes from truth. Because truth is not an abstract idea. Truth is reality. Reality basically is that. It is what it really is. And so now that when we, and there's always been a, a um, war uh, waged against truth uh, because truth does set people free free and what we see in history is that pride the pride of man has it to where man wants to exalt himself and then we have um, people that want to gain power and control over people over, over groups of people and things like this um, anyway, the craftiness, uh, and, and the cunningness and the, and the, the charm and, and the charmingness and, and these things that allow for, for lies to penetrate, infiltrate, uh, institutions and allows for deception to grow. But again, well, I've said this in some of my YouTube videos, in order for someone to be deceived, completely deceived, I mean, uh, they will be in their pride as well. Because you can only receive certain, you can only receive messages, the messages that resonate with you basically reflect what's in your heart. Um, and I know that I'm just... I'm kind of just kind of giving you an idea of what's in my heart and because this will be reflections of of that because the truth is what sets people free. The truth is what actually is love because love protects and truth can never cause destruction. Because if you're living in truth, then you remain in the things that bring about truth. Okay, let's, um, this is, is a deep concepts. But again, Jesus is the truth, the way, the life. I believe he is who he says he is. And therefore, every word that is spoken in, in the word of God uh, is is valuable and worthy of um, heeding, of listening to. Um, and any time that you say you believe in the truth, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe in what he says, but live oppositely, that's not belief. That is your false, that is a false, you deceive yourself. 
Okay, and so what we have now today is much deception in the church. Much, I, I see the political correctness that that the churchgoers use um, because the truth is always trying to be stifled. It's always trying, if you read the word of God and, and you see all the prophets were, were martyred and, and uh, Christ himself was crucified and it was all because they spoke truth. No other reason. They lived in the land. Uh, they lived in, in their nations, in their communities uh, as, as good, honest, hardworking people is what we see. Yet they're despised because they spoke truth. And so humanity has to question that. What is it in, in, in humanity that wants to stifle the voice of God. Well, you know, it's ego, it's pride. But when you're in the church, which we know that's the first place to be infiltrated by, by devious works. Um, and you are not overtly to your own eyes, uh, uh, bringing in false teachings, but uh, you may not realize that you are, right? And so, and, and it all boils down because most, most Christians don't read the Word of God, uh, which if, if we would just start doing that, we could um, eliminate a lot of the false teachings and things like this. But... What, what the biggest threat is to the church today is all the false teachings, is all the false humility, uh, is the false hope. And, you know, and I question, one of my biggest questions is, because I see the offense. I see the offense, okay? I, I um, see the offense when Scripture is shared in fullness, people are offended. It happened to Christ. They were offended by what he said. It, Stephen, the first Christian martyr, they were offended by what he said. And there was nothing in what they stated. They were offended by John the Baptist. They were offended by every speaker, preacher, prophet that declared the word of God. That declared that God is the God of all the living that he is the creator that declared these things. And if you don't ask yourself, well, where does this offense come from? You know, you're not, you know, you to seek to know the truth. You have to question the behavior of man. And so that is what I find that when you, when you speak the word in its fullness, you, you people are offended and you, you have very little um, close friendships because the truth is not loved. As the Bible says that you the, the love of the truth was not in you. Those that proclaimed but they didn't live in in truth. Um, so that that's where we're at really. And and I see it, I see the offense. Um, 
And so that's where this political correctness comes in. It's like people say, well, speak the truth in love. Okay, well, tell me what that looks like. Tell me what that looks like. Because Jesus is the epitome of love. God is love. No one else can love greater than God. Yet God brings judgment. Right? So if God is love and he's just and he brings judgment you know, then it has to be within that paradigm. Love is is a pure, uh, God is love, and he is the epitome of love, okay? So when we have people that are offended by the words of God, and they say, well, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. They say, well, speak, speak uh, in love, right? And you ask him, well, what does that mean? Well, it can't be that you're speaking not to offend because everyone was offended by the words of every one of the prophets and the apostles and Jesus Christ himself. Everyone's offended. Um, so you can't, if you're speaking in love, it sure isn't with the intention of not to offend um, because that is not possible. Um, humanity is offended at God. And, and if that's not a reality to you, if you can't see that, then you're deceiving yourself. So you have to say, okay, well, um, then what is speaking, um, truth in love? And when you, when you dig deep and you look deeper into, you know, the tone of the of the word of God itself and in, in what they were saying it. And when Jesus Christ was on the cross and when Stephen was being stoned and they say, forgive them. Okay. So what we see is speaking the truth in love is the intention behind what is spoken is the intention. But the, but the deal is this, that someone in truth, and we're talking about 100% truth, someone in truth, cannot be guided by the wrong intentions because you wouldn't be in truth. Truth is pure. Truth is love. Truth seeks to build and not destroy. That is why it's highly important to... We were born into a fallen world. That's why Christ says we must be reborn. We must have the transformation of our minds and our hearts. We were born into a world that from day one lies. Mis, mis, uh, perceptions and um, so when you realize that the world itself and the images and the sounds and different things that you have grown up seeing, hearing, and possibly believing... Um, much of it's not true. And what, what do I mean by that? The ways of God, because he's the one who created the earth and the, and the and image bearers in it and all the, the, the laws that the universe adheres to. Um, his way is the way. Okay. Because he set all the laws in motion. Um, 
And so man set out to go against the way. Okay. So we're born into a fallen world. And to receive truth, we have to be reborn. To receive Christ, our mind mentally transformed to receive it. Uh, because we have a lot of things within us that are just not true, that we were taught. And that's why it's important to read the Word of God for ourselves, okay? And and to understand that if we're offended by Scripture, what does that say? What does that say about us? What does that say about do we believe that what God says is is true and that his he has our best interest at heart or do we just say well i don't really like what he said the thing is is if we question okay here's i see what this says i don't really like it and i need to understand why i don't right to see how deep the pride goes um so because I see a lot of um, things that are said from people that, that, that are self-proclaimed Christians. I know some are, and I don't think some others are. Okay, I don't see the fruit in a lot of people's lives. They like, we all like to be under an umbrella of, of um, identifiers. We like to be identified certain ways. Or, or, you know, descriptors. We like to be descri- described certain ways. We might put ourselves in categories and things like this. And so a lot of people do like to call themselves Christian. Um, because, you know, it's supposed to have some positive connotations. Which uh, Christianity itself has, real Christianity has quite a negative connotation to the world. Um, but I have to ask the question. How is it that people can be so offended by a message that says, you know, that we have a God that created us in his image and set before us a a planet, a a place to dwell and live amongst one another. And all he asks is that we love him and love others because that's the core tenet. That message is despised. And you you have to say, okay, but why? And because God requires that love is is the way he says love is. Love is um, a selfless. It's it's a removal of self. And so um, man has always um, been motivated to exalt self. And so that's a very hard thing for man to overcome is this idea of putting oneself last or putting others before oneself okay that's not a natural inclination of the flesh but we still have to ask ourselves and so if i'm a christian i believe in the whole word of god and i believe that he has the way the answer to everything because i believe he knows it's like we want we keep inserting ourselves as god when we say well we shouldn't say it like that or add that well this is what god said in its full truth that is love you removing bits and pieces or trying to sweeten or talk a little certain way that is you implying that you know better than god 
pride seeps in to every crevice, and we don't even recognize it. Humility, humility, that is powerful because humility is, is a place from which God can really exalt you. Because God is about exalting his children. And um, so we have like, for instance, peacemaker. People think that that means, I see what people are doing. I see it every day. I've been dealing, I've been talking to people about the word of God for many, many years. These are not new things that just arrived in our, um, in our culture. Our culture is highly, um, um, entitled our culture is highly illiterate of the Bible and history and um, they don't read the word of God but they but they will sure judge you on on how you speak it or if you it's it's just a, a very twisted convoluted way of thinking it's not um, a lot of pure thoughts or or critical thinking but they take scriptures like peacemaker Peacemaker is someone who, who confronts sin, not someone who overlooks sin. If we overlook sin, it, it leavens, it, it grows, it grows and grows and grows, and um, it, it destroys. And so God never declared for us to overlook sin. They'll even take the, the verse that says, um, love covers a multitude of sins, but they don't read the, the thing before it, and they don't read the other passages Love does never overlook sin. If you are living in love, you you um, do not bring harm to people. You uh, respect and honor people. So it keeps you, love itself will keep you from sinning because you will not lie, cheat, or steal. You understand that? It's the, the Ten Commandments let us understand God's heart. That he created us uh, in such a way that he wants us to live life in abundance. He said to live a fruitful life. And we keep going for the low-hanging fruit. And God is saying, no, come on up here. Where the most, where the sun hits the, the, the fruit on top, where it's most nourished and nutrient-filled and juicy. This is the fruit at which... I want you to grab onto, you know, it takes effort to get up higher on the tree. So we have a high level, level of political correctness in the church, and I have not met many. And, and this is what's so heartbreaking. Self-proclaimed Christians that are not, don't recognize that the culture has infiltrated their mind and not the word of God. And so now we have it to where if you speak the word of God in, in, in completely, um, well, that made to be too harsh. Well, that, that, that's hate speech or, or no, that's not. Or we have people that are just, they only utilize certain scripture. It's like the full counsel of God is the only way to access his full love. Um, and, and to even operate in love. Now, the only question that we should be asking ourselves is, is it true? That's it. 
I don't have to say, well, did you say it correctly? Did you use the right tone? Um, did you... Is, well, that's just too negative. We need to remove that. You don't understand that that's how false teachings are created. Um, and again, I'll reiterate that someone in truth, you can't be in truth and share the truth with the wrong intentions. Because truth is love. It will have the right intentions behind it. So, like, for instance, if you have someone that is teaching the Word of God, but they're only teaching hell. Or you have someone that's only teaching love, like only certain aspects instead of the full counsel. I would say they're not in truth and they don't have the right intentions. So you could say someone that says, oh, you're just going to hell. Well, that's not the gospel. The gospel is full and it teaches us that we have fallen far from God in his ways and that Jesus Christ has, has came, God himself in the flesh, to reconcile man to him so we can repent and turn from those ways and, and reconcile ourselves back to God. And that is the, the, the gospel redemption. That's the, re, the story of redemption. Okay? Not condemnation. But when you try to remove the parts of, this, of the gospel, it, you're not giving it its redemption power, which is the power to salvation and deliverance. So when you, when you come in and, and say that you're Christ's follower, but you want to remove certain aspects of the gospel, you're not following Christ. You're following yourself. You're following the culture. The culture is trying to tear down and remove the, the gospel, the saving power of God. And, and that, is, that is the battle of the hour. And so this podcast will be dedicated to the purest truth that I can derive from the Word of God. And that's it. And uh, because I'm, I'm certainly not looking for friends. I have one in Jesus Christ. Um, and I'm certainly not looking to bring harm. I'm bring, I want to bring harmony and unity into the body of Christ. If the truth is not complete or accepted then you don't have a ground from which to build. And so we must learn the truth in its entirety, in its completeness. Perfection means <clears throat> complete. <coughs> then we have something to build on. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's where I'm going to start tonight. <clears throat> and I'll be back tomorrow. So y'all have a blessed evening. <laughs>